on today's Locked on Royals podcast. We're going to dive into the MLB trade deadline as a whole, how these top moves around baseball impacted Kansas City and where they want to be in a couple of years. Plus, one of the biggest arguments regarding the CBA was competitive balance and wanting more teams to try to win. Did their plan work after one trade deadline? Find out on today's Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. I am your host, writer at JustBaseballMedia.com. Thanks for tuning in to Locked On Royals. And thank you for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, live and available wherever else you get your podcasts from, including on YouTube. Big week on the network. I'll say it again. We did a great job covering the MLB trade deadline. My colleagues at Lockdown MLB, the national show, Lockdown MLB prospects, and of course, your team podcasts like Lockdown Yankees getting Ben Attendee, and you had Lockdown Padres getting everyone in baseball, Josh Bell, Hader, Soto, everyone you can imagine over there in Slam Diego. You had Lockdown Blue Jays covering getting Merrifield. Everything you want trade deadline wise, you got locked on. It will be side of things. Also, football, Hall of Fame game happened, training camps in full swing, locked on Chiefs back to five days a week, and they are cooking, getting you set for another long season in Kansas City. Hopefully, a long playoff run in Kansas City again. So, check that out as well. Of course, still have basketball, hockey, NFL, college sports also. So, anything you want, we got, but just a few shout outs for the network. Right there. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this year with more odds, props, and lines than ever before. But Online is where the game starts. I want to, of course, dive into the MLB trade deadline, and there are a few different angles to this. Number one for me is just how these teams shifting, how these teams, you know, kind of how these teams shifting at the deadline and preparing themselves for the future, whether that be going all in and trying for three straight pennant chases with Juan Soto on your team if you're San Diego, or if you are trying to recoup your farm system and load up for the future if you're Washington and everything in between, how does that impact Kansas City and how does that impact the rest of this year for baseball? That's number one. I also want to take a look at, to start the show, the CBA, the conversation around it, and in midway through the first real season with it, has it been working? Now, we haven't gotten to the offseason. We haven't gotten to, to the free agency. We haven't gotten to um, all that fun stuff. But one of, the big, one of the big reasons why MLB and MLBPA decided in the CBA to 
expand the playoffs just because it gives more teams a shot. It makes more teams interesting down the stretch. It makes fan bases more interested because most fan bases are not buried early in the year, although that still happened for plenty of us, including Kansas City. And the idea was it would make teams it would make teams more willing to buy at the deadline. It would make teams more willing to push all in. It would make teams more aggressive at the deadline because they're in the playoffs. And I understand the thought process. And I was one of those people who beat that drum because you see it in basketball all the time. Take, for example, the Sacramento Kings. They haven't made the playoffs in 20 years. They're trying their hardest not to win an NBA Finals, not to win the Western Conference. They're trying their hardest to make the play-in tournament. They're trying their hardest to be a top 10 seed in the West. That's their goal. Their goal is not a finals appearance. Their goal is not a Western Conference Finals. Their goal is not a first-round series win. It's to be a top 10 seed. Now, of course, that's going too far for the taste of the traditionalists in baseball. But adding the additional playing game, we th- you know, playoff game, the additional wildcard spot, we thought that that would lend itself to more teams trying to compete and more teams trying to go all in at the deadline. Because as we talked about, baseball's fluky. You just have to get into the dance. Baseball and hockey are the two sports that are like this, where once you're in, anything can happen. You can have the three best starts of your life as a pitching staff and get you to the next round, and then from there, everything falls into place. You could be the best team in baseball, and for whatever reason, for those seven games, your team just cannot hit a lick. You can have the ball carry them off the bag. You can have the ball eat up a gold glove shortstop. You can have a first baseman who can't throw home. You can have so many things go in or out of your favor that it's just a crapshoot. And so the idea behind adding the additional playoff spot was that, well, if it's such a crapshoot and technically anyone can World Series at any time, more teams would go for it. More teams would be willing to try to push all in for it. But I look around, and the Blue Jays added with Merrifield. The Mariners made some moves where they got Carlos Santana early and they made some flyer pickups pickups like that, but they did go in for uh, the Reds' ace, so I give them credit there. Tampa Bay didn't make a move. Baltimore's two games out. They sold Trey Mancini. Cleveland's two games out. They didn't do anything. The White Sox, who were lofted as the best team in the Central in the preseason, did not do a single thing. They're three games out. If they made a move that could really push them in, you know they could have gotten hot at the right time. That's a prime example of a team that can get hot at the right time for struggling all year long. They get healthy. They get better. They add at the deadline, and then they could have made a magical run. And now they're not in the playoffs and they're not any better for it post-deadline. There's no other way to improve your team besides just getting healthy. Boston's four games out. They you know, sold off Vasquez. They sold off pieces and brought back Eric Hosmer, who is a net negative. Point in time. And then from there, you know, Texas isn't in it. The Angels aren't in it. The Royals are not in it. The Tigers are not in it. The A's are not in it. But you look at the NL side of things. You saw Philadelphia take a flyer on Syndergaard. You saw St. Louis not really do much. Nothing from the Giants. And I can't really blame them. They're six and a half out. But here's who's you know kind of logged at the at the at the wild card spot. One of the Brewers or Cardinals, because they're tied right now in the division. Someone's going to be a division winner, someone's going to be a wild card team. The Phillies, the Padres, and the Braves. Braves added a little bit. Padres went all in. All in. 
Brewers sold off their best reliever, you know, and then, you know, just made an interesting move there. And I get it, right? They they are not going to win a World Series in all likelihood, but the argument to that is, hey, you get in the dance, anything can happen, and they still can win their division. And like I said, the, the Phillies went out and, and bought on Syndergaard. The point of this being, I don't think it's panned out yet the way we thought it would. Is that trend going to continue? Let's talk about it coming up. But first, I want to say right now, we good friends over at BlueNile.com. Well, BlueNile.com is where you want to be. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as they are with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, clarity, and setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind for their, and they're just perfect engagement rings. Look for fine jewelry. And if you have trouble, Blue Nile even offers jewelry experts on hand 24 seven available via phone or to chat, or to help you find that memorable gift at every budget. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and go right now to the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement rings settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships for free, and arrives in a discreet package that won't give away what's inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNow.com today. We are back on the Locked On Royals podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Royals your first listen every single morning. Every single day, we're here for you talking Royals baseball. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you checking out the show. We've talked been attended trade. We've talked with Merrifield trade. We've talked the Luke Weaver swap with Kansas City and the Diamondbacks with our good friend Miller Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks. You can go back and listen to that. This cro- the crossover that we had earlier this week. You can listen to all of that and have a good time. Also, of course, check out Locked On MLB and Locked On MLB Prospects. And one, one other shout-out quickly for the Kansas City Chiefs and Locked On Chiefs getting their season started off in training camp. So we got you covered there as well. So, again, the CBA is supposed to implement more competitive balance and supposed to make teams feel like they're more in it. And it just didn't happen, at least not at this first-ever deadline after the CBA. And this is a trend that I think will continue. And the reason I think it will continue is because baseball is too smart for its own good in the sense of, you know, the Kings haven't made the playoffs in 20 years. They just want to make the playoffs. They just want to go to the play-in tournament. Whereas a baseball organization, they have so many just in-depth, rational, robotic members of their front office to where what's the difference in going 22 years, but putting yourself in position to win a world series, then making the playoffs this year, being short sighted. And then you have another you know, 15 year drought. One of you can't win the world series anyway. Now for the Royals, you know, they pushed in 2015. They traded a whole pitching staff away, which none of them except Shaman and I really panned out. Obviously 
They trade a whole pitching staff away, and they get back Cueto, they get back Ben Zobrist, but they won a World Series. And so, yeah, they haven't made the playoffs in seven years, but still, they won a World Series. And so baseball is too smart for its own good in the sense of the Brewers, they understand, hey, we're not a World Series team. Sure, you can make up these dream hypotheticals in your head. Sure, you can make up these fairy tale endings of each game in your head. But if we roll the balls out there nine times out of ten, we are not a World Series caliber team. We're probably not even a get out of the wild card caliber team. We are just not good. They can see the force of the trees. Whereas in other sports, you know, the front office has just enough crazy fan-like people to where, hey, you know, we're in the playoffs, anything can happen. They have too many, they have too many blissfully ignorant optimists, right? Everyone should be optimistic. Everybody should feel good about the team that they've constructed. But at the end of the day, baseball just has more robotic people in it. And that's just the way baseball is. And I think that that's why we haven't seen any all-in moves from Minnesota, right? Like, sure, we're going to win the AO Central if you're Minnesota. But, you know, let's mind our P's and Q's here and just get better in the margins and try to hold on to the Central Division and see what happens. Because in all honesty... They can't beat Houston. They can't beat New York if, if you know, things are trending the way they trend right now. If you're Toronto, sure, you're going to take a flyer on Whitmer. If, if you spark his career back around, that's a really nice utility piece to have. But let's not trade away our top 10 prospects for an all-in guy for a team that's just not there yet. Baseball teams typically do a good job of not rushing things. Whereas other sports, they get one little ounce of success. They put themselves in position for the playoffs and they just go all in immediately and think it's their time. Whatever, it's just not. It's just not. And look, it's not always the big fancy one sort of trades that win you World Series. Look at Jorge Soler last year. Royals fans were ecstatic to get rid of him. They were happy to finally have him out of the lineup every single day, to finally have him traded. And then he goes on to Atlanta, and he is a World Series champion, World Series MVP, and he's just dominant for Atlanta, and he's the reason why they have a World Series trophy from last year right now. And he got paid again, going to Miami. So in baseball, those moves on the margins still matter, but they don't attract the headlines. Make no mistake, though, last night's deadline was great for baseball. It got people talking. It got people excited about the sport. We see Juan Soto in his new uniform. Josh Bell in his new uniform. Those moves get people going. But the amount of teams who are willing to make those kind of moves were smaller than what many anticipated after the new CBA. And for the Royals, as your post-deadline recap after we talked about with Mayfield yesterday, For the Royals, they held on to their bullpen guys, you know, Scott Barlow. They held on to uh, Josh Stalmont, obviously. They held on to Michael A. Taylor as well. So you're hoping that Michael A. Taylor can continue this good trend at the plate and continue playing late-level defense next year, and then you can trade him next year as a a one-year rental or a half-year rental. I I don't begrudge them for not trading Barlow or Stalmont. You know, if they would have done it, again, I, I would not have complained but I do, I do like them holding those two guys. Uh, and then I'm just, I'm just excited for the future of the Royals with all these young guys that they got coming up. 
You had, of course, Bobby Witt Jr. back in the lineup after being hurt a little bit last week, obviously. He had the go-ahead hit tonight. Like You you have some positive things right now. Ultimately, the deadline was a success for Kansas City. I think it was a success for baseball. It was better than what even I expected it to be. Uh, it would have been awesome to see Hoi, to, to see uh, Shohei Otani moved with Juan Soto in the sense of like having both premier players move. That would have been just electric. And I do think, as me and Millard said um, on a podcast earlier this week, baseball is is the king in this area over every other sport. Baseball is the is the sport that gets kicked down the most in terms of American sports. The core, you know, the core four of you know NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB. Baseball is one that gets dogged the most, but in this area, baseball is dominant. No one does a trade deadline like the MLB. I've got to plead ignorance on the NHL, obviously, but in terms of NBA and NFL, nobody does trade deadline like MLB. And it proved it once again with the Juan Soto move. Now, is this trend of giving up four of your top 10 prospects or four of your top 11 prospects Going to continue, and if it does, where does that land Kansas City? Let's talk about that coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now, but good friends over at Bet Online, folks. Bet Online is amazing. It's where you want to be for the best odds, news, and scores. Make sure you check them out today for MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online is your continued uh, top spot for sports wagering, live betting, scores, podcasts, and news. They have you covered. Go right now to the Bet Online today, and you will use your, your mobile device or your laptop and check them out today. Bet Online, where the game starts. It's so easy. Type in betonline.net. Pops you over to their website. Go to sports, and then bada bing, bada boom. After you click on sports, it'll load you right up to the MLB side of things. You can scroll down, find the Royals. One and a half point underdogs at home with Zach Grinky on the bump against Boston. Go check that out. And place your bets today at Bet Online, where the game starts. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Email the show, lockdownroyals at gmail.com. I want to end the show by talking about the Juan Soto trade. The Padres gave up four of their 11 top prospects. Of their top 11 prospects, they gave up four of them. How does that impact Kansas City whenever they want to win again? The price of this stuff only goes up. Would Kansas City ever be able to afford to go all in in a trade? If the cost of doing business for Kansas City is four of your top 11 prospects, can the Royals afford to do that whenever they get good again? Because the Royals can't go out and improve their team via free agency. They can improve it on the margins, but they cannot go out and get a Juan Soto in free agency. They cannot go out and get a Garrett Cole in free agency like the Yankees did. They cannot go out and get one of these premier guys, a Freddie Freeman. They just can't. Their big signs that they get applauded for is Carlos Santana. It's Michael A. Taylor. That's the kind of guy that the Rose can go get in free agency. So it's a double-edged sword, right? On one hand, 
the odds of all four panning out are slim to none. You hope you pick the right four that don't all pan out in your top 11. You give them all away for a proven commodity. And even if two of them pan out, what are the odds that they're better than Juan Soto is? Juan Soto is a top 10 player in baseball. What are the odds that one of those four or two of those four combined even are that of the value of a top five player in baseball? Not very high. But for the Royals, remember, that's your only shot to improve. Can you afford to push all those chips in? Can you afford to do a four-for-one trade? To me, the price is undetermined. It's to be determined, right? Because it just depends on the style of the team. For example, 2015, when the Royals won just by not luck, but they won on the back of playing the game the old-fashioned way of defense and running and playing the game you know, properly and not fishing for home runs, not 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 fishing for striking, you know, playing the contact, all that kind of stuff. No, I would not go all in for that team to add a superstar. If my team was just a bunch of boppers, I'd add another one, right? It, it just depends on what your team needs at that point. But it'd be a hard sell in Kansas City, and that's where now that they now they find themselves with two market inefficiencies that go against them. Because they can't go out and spend big money on big free agents. They can't go out and now trade for guys like Juan Soto because they just... You trade away four top 11 prospects in Kansas City. There's no way to regroup from that. There's just no way to regroup from that. If you're Kansas City and your team has to build through the draft and build through your farm system. Now, I will say, it's important to note, even in Kansas City's situation, if you do that for a guy like Juan Soto, who's not only top 10, but has three playoff chases in him, you obviously only do that at the deadline whenever you're in it. So you got the first one we initially trade for him the next year and the next year of control. If that's your scenario, if you're Kansas City, then yeah, you can do that because on that final year before he gets to free agency and before you can't resign him, you can then flip him again and recoup some of those prospects. So it just would depend on the right scenario falling. But again, it's tough. It's tough for Kansas City and the team like a small market to part with those prospects because that's your only form of currency. That's your only form of getting better. So let me know what you think about the ones that will trade down below. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.